Welcome, everyone, to the Student Ministry Podcast. This is episode 58 of the Student Ministry Podcast, and today we're going to be talking with Cooper Miller. Cooper has been at Mariner's Church in Irvine, California for the last few years, but has recently moved to a different role within the student ministry uh, department, and he's their online student pastor there. Uh, And so we're going to get to talk with him about what that's all about, what that means, how they came to a decision about having an online youth pastor. (laughs) Like that's a a new role and and maybe one of the first ever, uh, I think one of the first ever people in a role like that. And so I, I knew as, as soon as I heard that uh, that move had taken place, I, I got a hold of Cooper and said, Cooper, we got to talk about this role. I know you're you're still trying to figure it all out, but we've got to talk with you about all this because it's so new and, and interesting in the world of student ministry, but especially during all this COVID time and, and everything, you know, uh, as we think about life after all the season and stuff. So it's going to be a, a great conversation and uh, we're going to learn a lot from Cooper today. But before we do any of that, I want to thank you guys for tuning in again, and I want to encourage you to hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, and uh, and also hit that share button. As I know that uh, you probably know other youth workers that need to hear these conversations as well. So please subscribe so you get that in your inbox every time or in your feed every uh, every time we release a new podcast episode, but also share it with other youth workers who need to hear these conversations. I am so, so privileged that I get to uh, to have these awesome uh, conversations with these youth workers every, uh, you know, every few weeks. And so uh, thank you guys for tuning in. If you haven't followed us on social media, please do that. All those links are going to me in the show notes uh, as well. And I also want to thank our sponsor for this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast, G-Shades. G-Shades is a youth ministry curriculum, but it's also a teaching strategy that's focused on helping students see everyday life situations through the lens of the gospel. And since this pandemic has hit a lot of our churches really hard financially, G-Shades is actually going to give you six months of their middle school and high school curriculum absolutely free. Yeah, you heard me correctly absolutely free, six months of curriculum. So make sure you head over to gshades.org to download those six free months. Each series you're gonna see is full of uh, message manuscripts, uh, video messages, small group guides, parent guides, Instagram devotionals, games, graphic slides, and even, even bumper videos. Seriously, there's so much packed into this. Six months of G Shades premium subscription usually will run you $140, but Right now, it is absolutely free to help you win with your lead pastor while uh, we're all recovering from this pandemic. So head to gshades.org to download six months of free youth ministry curriculum and be sure to tell a youth worker friend about this awesome gift so their church can also get in on it too. G Shades seeing life through the lens of the gospel. Thank you, G-Shades, for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. All right, now it's time to move into this uh, awesome conversation that I had with Cooper. I had so many questions, everyone. I I really did, and I I had to hold myself back because there was so many things running through my head and things that I wanted to ask him, and some things that they've got figured out, some things they're still in the the mode of figuring out. So uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this conversation that I had today with Cooper Miller. 
Well, thank you so much, Cooper, for uh, joining us today on the, on the podcast. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, for sure. So, Cooper, we, we've known each other uh, probably, I don't even know, I've lost track of the years through all the DYM stuff and everything. It's been a while, but there may, be, there may be some people out there that, that don't know the name Cooper Miller. I'm, I'm sure, you know, there at the very least, you probably get some uh, some status there, uh, knowing that you uh, you get to work side by side with Doug Fields and Josh Griffin. Uh, it is a little bit. It is a privilege for sure. It is definitely a privilege. <laughs> I, I think the rest of us, uh, when when those both of those guys got hired on, were like, "Oh my gosh, Cooper's like the luckiest guy in the world." Right? <laughs> I I I still feel very lucky about all that. It's craziness. <laughs> Crazy. So, uh, so, so fill us in a little bit. Um, first question here, just about your story. Uh, we'd love to know, yeah, how, how you became a Christian and also how you got started in ministry and, and how all that, that worked up to, to where you are today. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Bakersfield, California, which is nicknamed, if you're not familiar with California, it's nicknamed the armpit of California. So, uh, <laughs> it is in the middle of nowhere. It is hot. There is oil and good breakfast food, and that's about it. Um, but I actually loved being, growing up there. Um, my family was somewhat involved with church, not really. We were we were Christers, you know, the Christmas Easter. Yeah. We were there for sure every once in a while in between that. Um, but when I was so, – so going to church to me was very – Every once in a while, I knew I grew up knowing the Bible stories and stuff, but I didn't know what a relationship with Jesus looked like. I didn't know any of that. Um, and when I started going into high school, my mom had this panic attack of, oh, my goodness. I was the oldest child. And so mom had this kind of panic moment of, oh, my gosh, I have a teenager and he's going to start doing teenage things and like growing up and he needs to go to church so that he doesn't mess up and do bad things. And so we started kind of hopping around churches and landed at uh, this church plant in Bakersfield that ended up really becoming kind of like my second home. So went there about seventh grade. Uh, wasn't until high school, went to a winter camp, uh, Hume Lake, if you're familiar with California, um, big camp out here and went, went up there and, someone presented the gospel, which I had heard many times before, but for some reason this time it was different. And, mm. uh, just realizing, man, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I know the answers. I know, I know the stories, but I don't know who Jesus is and I don't have a relationship with him. And so just this moment of realizing that and stepping into that relationship with him. And then I just kind of dived headfirst into the church. So jumped into some student leadership stuff. I was there. It went from my parents asking me to go every once in a while to I was the annoying kid like, mom, will you take me to church? Will you take me to church? Dad, will you take me to church? <laughs> um, so just really got plugged in there. But, you know, growing up through high school, which I think th the reason I'm sharing this part of my story is because I th it plays into where I'm at now, especially with my new role that we're going to talk about a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, the internet plagued my life growing up. I was, I was pretty heavily addicted to pornography growing up. Um, and it was like the thing that I just hid to no end. So hid it from my parents, hid it from church, hid it from friends. Uh, and I would always, I would, I remember just going to church stuff and just pretend, I just felt like I was fake all the time and everywhere I went. Um, 
And it wasn't until my senior year of high school that I was actually honest for the first time with my youth pastor about just being so consumed by that and, and it controlling me a little bit and started walking through healing of what that looked like and, and putting good things in place. But that just, it weighed me down like crazy through high school. It was a constant, uh, I just felt, I felt fake and it, it, I felt, mm. I felt dirty and I felt gross and I just felt like I couldn't do, I was serving at the time and I felt like I shouldn't be serving. It just, it just it affected me a lot. And so there was that and uh, that, that was a big part of my high school high school story was kind of overcoming that struggle or at least being honest with it. I wouldn't say overcame it in high school at all. Uh, but, and then in the midst of all that, I was serving, I was doing kids ministry and stuff. And that was really the first taste I was getting, I think of God maybe wanting me to do something more. And so I end up graduating high school, uh, going to Liberty university. I was, I was, ready to go and do something with computers. So I was, I, I went for web technology and design, ended up switching my major to graphic design um, and did end up graduating with graphic design. But when I was a, a, a sophomore in college, I went back home uh, and I, they offered me an internship at that same church that I grew up in doing junior high ministry. And, you know, I just did it because I needed a summer job and I thought it'd be fun. I'm like, camp, sure. I need money and this will be great. <laughs> But I fell in love with it. I fell in love with student ministry and I fell in love with um, teaching. I fell in love with programming and just getting to step into the lives of teenagers and, and have good conversations and have conversations about Jesus. And then, uh, then did that again my sophomore summer of college, Got went back and had this experience up at camp where um, – I mean, it was an unfortunate experience. I actually had to end up calling CPS here of some stuff going on with some students, but mm -hmm. just this kind of like revelation moment of God is obviously at work here. I feel like there's something, he has something more for my life than just being a graphic designer. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that looks like. Um, and one of my leaders at the time who was, um, she's like in her sixties this sweet little Southern like bell of a woman with this like accent <laughs> kind of stopped me and said, Cooper, why are, why are you, why are you not looking at ministry? Like God obviously has something more for your life. This is without a conversation about it. She just like opens it up with that. <laughs> nice. So yeah. Okay. And so I actually went back to college, picked up a youth ministry minor and knew I was going to go into ministry. I was going to, I didn't want to switch my major and stuff because I didn't want to be stuck in school longer, but uh, knew that God was calling me to ministry in some way, shape or form. So I, I dove in, I picked up a minor, I started doing young life. I got involved in a church back there doing high school ministry. I just wanted to see as much ministry as I possibly could before I graduated college. Mm -hmm. um, fast forward to the end of college. I graduate that same church that I grew up at offers me the junior high director position. And so I dove in, I said, yes, uh, went back there, uh, and did ministry at that church for eight years. If you count the internship, eight years, eight okay. years in total. 
of, of doing ministry there. Did junior high for a while, um, for probably about five of it. And then I did high school for, um, almost two years before I ended up, ended up transitioning. Okay. Um, so in the midst of all that, I got married, I had a kid, uh, obviously some personal life change as well happened in, in, in all of that. But yeah, loved doing ministry there, loved doing ministry in Bakersfield. But then I get an offer to come down and do junior high ministry at Mariners here in Irvine, California. And it was one of those things where I actually, I was super happy with where I was at. You know, I just recently started the high school gig. Um, wasn't really interested in moving. So end up saying, I, I originally say, Hey, I'm not really interested. I'll pray about it. I'll think of some people I could afford it to, but I, I'm happy where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, ended up, we had a vacation planned in Newport beach, which is near the, near the church. And they ended up reaching back out to me and say, Hey, have you been praying about it? I know you said no originally, but we would love to talk to you. If there's any chance we, that you'd be able to come down we would love to just have a conversation and the date and the place was five minutes from where we were staying <laughs> like on vacation nice. already pre-planned before any of this stuff. <laughs> okay, Jesus, what in the world do you have going on here? And so went and met with them. Think things started moving, obviously ended up saying yes and moved down here and Ministry in Orange County has been an adventure. It has been so much fun. It's been a lot of learning. Uh, Mariners is a lot larger church than what I was at before. And so a lot of learning of, uh, of what does it look like to do ministry in a church that large and running teams and stuff like that. Uh, it's been so good. And then about six months ago, like you mentioned, Doug Fields comes on board and becomes the student pastor who I've had a relationship with Doug. I've been doing graphic design for DYM for the past three or four years. And mm -hmm. so just beside myself, like getting to do ministry with Doug Fields is incredible. And so that happens. And then Josh Griffin comes on as well. So it's just like, <laughs> and it's just now just like this awesome team, like ball of fun and energy. And it's great. So, 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 so fun. And then the pandemic hits, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. pandemic hits, we shift hard to, to online ministry as we all did. And we just start trying new stuff, but I get this really cool opportunity to, I mean, I do love computers and I love graphic design. And so I just channel all of that into everything mm -hmm. we're doing. And so kind of brings us back to where we're at now of, and I don't, and I don't know if you want to dive into the online ministry stuff yet, but basically ended up getting to a place where we were having conversations of, what does this look like? We are reaching, we are reaching kids that we have never reached before. Mm -hmm. We've got kids coming to our group now that never came to church, didn't know what Mariners was before we started doing an online show. Like how we can't stop this ministry we're doing. We're mm -hmm. reaching kids that we would not have reached otherwise. So what yeah. does that look like? And so just started having that conversation and ended up getting to a place where I could step in and take on this role of pioneering what online ministry looks like at our church. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And it's still, yeah. Yeah. So that is the very cliff notes as quick as I could walk through <laughs> my whole story and get to where we're at right now. Cool. 
Well, I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I think it helps, it helps to, to hear where, where God has taken you over the years as well. And to even see that, you know, there was that, that plant of, you know, him saying, Hey, computers and, you know, the internet and things like that are going to be in your future, but just probably not how yeah. you think they will be like it's, it's there, yeah. but I've got, a, I've got a different plan and, and probably Absolutely. a better plan, um, which is often the case with God. So that's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, so let's, let's dive into what this, what this is. Cause I know a lot of churches are going through very similar decisions and, and conversations mm-hmm. across the board. Like they're, they all of a sudden, all of all the churches pretty much in America are now online churches, whether they want it to be or not. Um, so they're, they're all having, we're all having these questions about like, okay, what does this mean? Like post pandemic, how do we keep going on this ministry and everything, but you guys have decided to, to have that conversation specifically about the student ministry, like how we're going to continue reaching teenagers online and what does that look like going forward? So, so yeah, you get, you kind of talked about like how you came to this decision a little bit, but I'd love to hear a little more of the thinking behind, like, how did you get to the point of like, we need to actually, you know, move Cooper over to the online youth pastor. What, how did that all kind of lead up to that decision? Yeah, you know, uh, conversation started early on about like, man, like the first few months of quarantine, I'll be honest, I was thriving. Like I mm-hmm. just was, my my creative self was like channeled. I was having so much fun building something that didn't exist and um, and just coming up with ideas. And so I think that was the initial thing of just just a conversation of, man, like, like you love where you're at and like what we're doing right now. And then the piece came in a few months later where we saw the story piece, right? We, we start mm. seeing and meeting students who have never been to our church before. And I mean, even the reach also of we're reaching a, a decent amount of kids more than what we reached when we were doing weekend services. And so mm. the stories, the reach just started this conversation of when we go back to whatever normal looks like and whenever that is like when that happens, I, we, we were all agreeing, like our whole team was agreeing online still has to exist. Somehow Mm. we have to continue this presence in some way. We don't know what it looks like. We don't know where it's at. Um, but that's kind of the initial conversations that, that were happening is there's, there was life change taking place because we were doing stuff online mm-hmm. and we can't stop doing it. We can't go, it is, it is propelled, the pandemic has propelled us forward into this, this world, which teenagers are already living in mm-hmm. and we can't, we can't go backwards. We have to, we have to kind of keep having feet in both, both places. And so what does that look like? And so that's kind of the initial conversations of, of where this position kind of began. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I know we've noticed that around here as well. Um, that, that I've had, we've, we've been able to meet in person the last couple of weeks at a park and we've, I've seen a few of those students that we had on our online stuff every week and they were, they were tuning in and tuning in and never once had consistently come on a regular basis when we were in person. Um, but was tuning in every week. And then all of a sudden the time we get to meet back in person, they're there in person. It was like, wow, that's yeah. amazing. And so, um, so yeah, so 
so taking that into account, like we, we have to, we have to continue this, but at the same time, at some, at some point in the future, hopefully the near future, we can carry on ministry, you know, like you said, whatever the new normal is, how, what yes. is, as of right now, I know you guys are still figuring all this stuff out, but I, I think you're probably one of the first ever online youth pastors. So like, what does that look like as of, as of now, have you, how have you guys wrapped your heads around what that will look like for that role? Yeah, totally. Uh, and I'd like to preface all of this with, we have nothing figured out. There is no, <laughs> we, we don't have a Ted talk ready. We don't have like the five step system on the, how to do online ministry. It is, we are totally learning and trying and failing and, and all of that. Like it is, it is so grassroots and green right now, but, um, yeah, I'll touch on some of the stuff that I'm that I'm running after and, and, and kind of is on my job description, sort of, so to speak. And so my bi- the, the big hitters are just our online presence. So that is our um, – our, we have two web shows. We've got a high school one and a junior high one. The high school one is actually pretty new. We're four episodes in. So we mm-hmm. pivoted recently with that, which we, could, we can touch on here in a little bit. Uh, but so we've got two web shows. And so I'm in, in charge of making sure that both of those things get online and that they look good, um, that we've got the right people in place, that we've got it all edited, all of that ready to go. And I am, and then I'm also in charge of we're creating one of my big passions of all of this is that students run the vast majority of it. So I'm building if there's a kid that shows any interest in any technology, media, photography, like we're grabbing them and, and finding the right people to help train and build these teams where our online stuff isn't ran by us. It's actually ran by our students. Nice. And then uh, with my graphics background and stuff, I am, I'm running with all of our look and feel graphics, uh, logos, anything that gets printed, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then social media, and our website. So any front door of our ministry that is online, look, feel, all of that, I am I, I'm kind of managing and making sure that that all of that's up and, and doing well. And so okay. and then the past the pastoral side of that too, of following up with people that reach out online, um, if the prayer requests and all that stuff, how are we intaking that? And then also online life groups are okay. which is our small groups is what we call them life groups. So Okay. That's the, this is the brief job description as it, as it stands today. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what it'll look like in the future for sure. And, totally. and I appreciate you guys for, uh, you know, paving the way for the rest of us as, as we learn from your successes and probably some, I won't call them mistakes, but maybe shortcomings along no. the way. Cause yeah. yeah. Failures <laughs> is a completely good word for it. Our successes and failures and we have, and we have failed and there have been, there have been misses and, and learnings. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So yeah, I'd love to like dive into to two areas because I think um, two things that, that stood out to me, I, I think from for what you're doing are both your web shows, but also your groups. Um, so could you kind of like unpack? Uh, the good thing is that people can actually check out your web shows because they're they're online for everybody to see. Um, but unpack what, what goes into those and, and what, what those actually uh, look like every week. Yeah. So we've got two, like I said, we've got uh, our junior high one is called Youth Night Live, which is 
kind of the flagship online thing we did for 15 weeks or whatever. We did a junior high show at six o'clock, a high school show at seven o'clock. Um, they were pretty much the same thing. They just switched the people that were hosting it. It was high school staff and junior high staff, but the program was the same. Okay. Uh, and it was all hosted on YouTube. And yeah, and what we saw with that is tremendous success with junior high and not, I mean, not success with high school, the, the hmm. tre- tremendously lower viewership with high schoolers. Mm-hmm. So we did that for 15 weeks. Um, it was great. It was fun and it was live. So it wasn't pre recorded. There was no editing. It was literally live in our student center. Nice. Uh, about four or five weeks ago, we began gathering again, small groups outside, all of that. And when we made that pivot, we also made the pivot of high school is not, Youth Night Live and high school aren't working. So let's figure something else out there. Let's keep doing Youth Night Live with junior high because it's been rocking. And so what we've got now is every Wednesday, Youth Night Live happens. It's still recorded and broadcasted live, but at the same time, we have a live studio audience, so to speak, that are okay. there. Like, and we just play it up like they're in a in a production studio, so they get to see behind the nice. scenes and all the stuff that's going on, and they love it. It cool. is so so fun. Junior hires eat it up. They feel like they're in. They know the joke. Like, it's just fun. Super fun. Um, where the the new thing that we have going on is our high school show. So one of the learnings that we had is, is YouTube's hard. You know, Mm -hmm. YouTube is great for junior high because Mm -hmm. whether this is right or wrong, parents perceive it to be a little safer than social media, which Mm -hmm. there's a whole discussion about that because it's, (laughs) it's not, but it's fine. Um, and then, and so, so junior hires are already there and it's just a little bit more natural for them. Where high school, it is like pulling kids to a completely different avenue, a different place. You know, mm. you got to get them from where they're at to your YouTube page. And at the same time, like it's just hard. You know, they've got busier lives, they've got stuff going on. Um, and so we dropped the live piece for the high school. Um, also, the Youth Night Live is about 40 minutes long, where our new high school show that we're doing. So we pivoted from YouTube, we're doing it on Instagram. So we filmed okay. the whole thing vertically. Um, in total, it's about 12 minutes long, and it includes four things every time. Some sort of element of fun. It includes some sort of story, uh, a teaching, and an application. And it follows up on whatever was taught in person on Wednesday. So it is like a tool to reinforce the truths that we were already teaching them on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And the value we've been trying to hold as much as possible is everyone on camera is a student. And huh. it, it has been working. Nice. Uh, we are, we're seeing almost 10 times the amount of people that were watching the high school show on YouTube are seeing it on Instagram. Interesting. So it's, and, and where the win is, is it is, we're, we're almost pitching it to our student leadership and our kids that are in is this is the easiest evangelical tool for your friends in the world. You all mm-hmm. you have to do is click a button to tell your friends like, Hey, I go to this cool th- thing at church and I want you to check it out. 
And so sharing it is just so easy. Nice. And I think we've been seeing a lot of success with that. That's interesting. That's, that's really cool. I'm sure like, honestly, like I may have to have you back on at some point because there's so many questions that are running through my head and like, how did that this connect with this and this? And we could go on like for three or four hours with this show. But totally. We'll, we'll, I know, we'll I know. <laughs> but uh, I'd love to also talk about groups. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming like all of us, uh, like all of our existing groups got moved online at the beginning of all this. But now that you, you said you're able to meet in person, so some of those groups are meeting in person, what will groups, I guess, look like from, from your role? Are you putting together new groups that are only going to be online, and how, or how is that going to work? Um, again, we're still in the midst of that. So we're getting ready to launch groups here in the next, probably the end of the month. We're going to okay. restart our next group season. As it stands right now, <laughs> our, <laughs> our plan is we are giving families and students three options. They can meet in person like or on campus in a like spot for their group. Mm -hmm. They can meet in a backyard or they can meet online. And so those are the three different options and avenues for kids to get plugged in into groups. Um, I think the biggest difference going into this next season with online groups is, and the struggle I think we all felt with this last season is these kids weren't expecting, students weren't expecting to be in an online group. They didn't want mm. to be in an online group. Our leaders didn't want to be online leaders. They mm. weren't equipped to be online leaders. We tried, but you, you know, there, right. the expectation wasn't there. Everyone was pivoting. Where mm -hmm. this season, we're launching into those groups knowing I am an online leader, knowing mm. I'm going to an online life group. And so just, the, just that alone, I think, changes um, the expectations and I think even the involvement that we, that we, that we had in the past. Okay. So gotcha. again, that's all in my head. And I think, I think that's how <laughs> it's going to work, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing just for clarity, your, your students are allowed to like, they, they will get the option to sign up for which type of group that they want to, right. You don't, you don't assign them. Yep. Okay. We do not assign them. They have the option when they register to select which one they can select more than one. So that when we okay. do grouping and stuff, um, we figure it out. But yeah, they can they get to choose what they want. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, I know. Um, I like you guys said, or like you said, that you're in the middle of, of figuring this all out. But I think if what would help the rest of us, you know, Mariners is a is a gigantic church. You guys are able to do a lot of of really cool things. Um, just based on the, the size you guys have, you know, probably the majority of people listening are thinking, well, that'd be cool if we could hire an online youth pastor, but we can't. So what are, totally. what are some things that maybe you've picked up uh, that, that all churches should be thinking about as they, as they go into whatever this next season is and learning from the COVID season and all those different things? Like, what could we be doing no matter what size our church is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and I'm so so aware of that and it is a unique situation that we are in obviously um but i think the two things that i think of is is one um online ministry in some sort of way it is here to stay you know i think that the church has been lagging on stepping into the online world in general and pandemic forced us to step into it so mm. what does it look like to somehow still play play in that realm. It does, may not mean you do a weekly show. It may not mean that you do a wh whatever, but 
it is here to stay. And I think we're, we're a miss if we just go back to the way things were. We're missing literally thousands of students that are, at our, that are just right there sitting in front of screens that you can reach, that you'll never reach just meeting in person. And so um, what that looks like for every church will look different. What that means for every church, maybe that just means you amp up your social media game. Um, I've started looking at our Instagram as the front door to our ministry. So um, a lot of students don't know uh, a physical location without a digital location. And so thinking that in your mind, before kids come to your group, they're probably looking at your social media. So what does your social media even look like? Maybe it's grabbing and, and leaves me my second thing. Yes, I understand Mariners is in a unique spot with with the, the resources we have and it, I'm so grateful and beyond just with all of that. But with what I'm learning from our high school show, students want to be involved. They have the knowledge and the abilities to do it. Um, we may not have the, you guys, we all may have different resources, but we do all have students and all you got to do is find some students that are passionate about it and let them run. Uh, our, an example, our, our preschool program right now, they're doing something online. It is completely recorded, filmed, edited, produced by two high school students. They do the whole thing. Nice. Um, so empowering your students to, to own some of your online stuff, I think is a win across the board. Uh, and also a weight off of your shoulders. <laughs> so right. I think those are the two things I would say is just, what does online ministry look like for the future for you? Like we can't just give it up and to mm. give the keys over to some students, you know, mm. let them own some things, let them learn, let them fail. Uh, it'll only get more buy-in from them and you'll reach more kids because it's students doing it and not just you. Right. And the byproduct of that potentially is you may set some other kids up for, for ministry um, that you may have never engaged before, but now all of a sudden they're like, shoot, I, I edit videos all the time. Of course I'll do this. And like, wait, there's a, yeah. there's a potential for me to use this for God's kingdom. I never knew that before. Absolutely. And so I think you're, you're really opening Absolutely. some doors for, for that stuff too. So that's really cool. Um, yeah. And you, you've shared so much wisdom already, uh, Cooper, but I'd love to just kind of pick your brain just a little more. Um, you got a huge audience of, of youth pastors out there listening right now. So what are, what is like a, a tip or two that you would share with them? Uh, if maybe even, you know, if you could kind of take yourself back, you know, eight, 10 years ago, even share it with yourself, man. It's like, Oh, younger Cooper should know this from older Cooper, um, that, uh, that we could all benefit from, from these tips. I thought like even sitting where I'm at today, you know, I'm, I'm 29, I'm still young, but I thought that I had learned all that God had to do with, like, I felt like I was doing, using the story that God had given me already in my ministry. And I thought that that, that part of my story had already been written. Like, here's what you're going to use with your past and how it's going to impact students. Um, but now stepping into this new role that was so unexpected, never in a million years would I think I'd be doing what I'm doing right now. Um, realizing the influence that, like, like I said, struggled with pornography in high school. Um, so being able to be a pastor online in a world that is so dark, you know, mm -hmm. the same screen that kids are looking at, all of that junk and things that are hurting them and things that are pushing them into a darker place, 
we get to present something that is that is truth and that is pointing them towards Jesus um, is just really, really cool for me. Um, and so I think just realizing my, I guess the tip that I have is just realizing one, God's not probably not done with your story. And two, that I, I've already said it before, but this is just, I think we've been frustrated, right? The online world has been frustrating us these last few months. I think we've got to shift our minds from the frustration that it's been to the opportunity that it is, even though it is a lot of work, even though it is unknown and it's hard. And you, I'm sure like myself, you've sat in a zoom room and no one shows up. Like, like all of those things are real, but how can we move it from just being frustrated at it to what does it look like for our ministry? How can it benefit kids, move kids towards a relationship with Christ? Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. That I remember my last church, uh, I, I got the opportunity to start a youth ministry at, at a new church plant. And and yeah, it's it's frustrating at times, but it's also so exciting. And there's that those pioneering days. And I think in a way we're we're kind of like that with this online stuff if we're if we're willing to to take it on, like you just like you said, instead of being frustrated, let's let's go out there with some totally. excitement. And, and realize that, yeah, yeah. we're going to fail sometimes, but that's okay. Like God's, God's still there Absolutely. And, and he's got a bigger story for us. So man, Cooper, it's been awesome to, to talk with you today. Um, like I said, we, we have to have you on again to, to kind of follow up on all this other stuff and, and see what this looks like, you know, several months down the road or years down the road. Um, but until that day comes, uh, where are some places that people can find you online and connect with you? Cause I'm sure they've got some follow-up questions as well. So where, where's the best place for people to, uh, to find you online? Sure. Um, I'm probably most active on Instagram. So you can, um, I'm at it's Cooper Meller, I T S C O O P E R M I L L E R. Um, you can hit me up on there. Uh, but then also our ministry, check out our ministry stuff, Mariners JHM, Mariners HSM. Um, and then our stuff, well, high school stuff's on Instagram, but our YouTube is youtube.com slash Mariners JHM. So those are all the places we've got content right now. Cool. Cool. And we'll have all those, those links in the show notes as well. So you guys can just click on those and head Sweet. over there and check out your stuff and, uh, and yeah, like just pepper you with lots more questions. Cause, uh, I'm sure you, you've sparked a lot of Go uh, questions for today. Cause it's, it's such a, such an interesting, uh, concept, I think. And we're, we're kind of all in it as we've talked about today. So it's been, yeah, it's been cool to, to hear. And from again, I may not have the answer. I may <laughs> not have the, I don't have answers, but I'd love to talk about it. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Cooper, for being here today and, uh, for talking through your ministry and, um, yeah, just blessings, uh, on your, your online ministry there at Mariners and, and wherever like God allows you to, to open some doors, um, there with all the online presence you guys have. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be on. I appreciate it. Well, I told you that was going to be good, right? And, and it was, yeah, I know you guys have lots of notes and, uh, and you probably have a lot of questions that you still want to ask Cooper. So be sure to hit him up online. And I'm sure that he would love to keep talking about this with you. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here for another episode of the student ministry podcast. I want to just 
Again, ask that uh, that you do make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to this podcast and also hit that share button to to share that with other youth worker friends that you have that need to hear these kind of conversations. And, and if you could, uh, please leave a positive comment if you like, of course, uh, if you like what you hear, please leave a co- positive comment on whatever uh platform that you listen to this podcast, that would just also help us kind of uh, be found by other youth workers out there that are looking for podcasts like this. Um, We also want to thank G Shades Student Curriculum once again for sponsoring this episode. If you haven't yet, head over to gshades.org. That's G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G to download six months free of their youth ministry curriculum. And be sure to tell someone else about that too. Six months free. That's huge. Thanks so much to G Shades for offering that and also sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. And that brings us to the end of episode 58 of the Student Ministry Podcast. Thanks again. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get episode 59 as soon as it drops right into your feed. But uh, until then, may God bless your ministry. 